the days past tune cast yes. guys my name is will my name is travis here we have adult conversations about yesterday's animation that means old cartoons and this entire month is filmation, filmation february. february we Huge are deal. every week talking about a different show from the animation studio filmation yes. who brought you masters of the universe and so many other great cartoons mm-hmm. today we're talking about one that i watched a lot as a kid actually never saw it here's the thing if you came here looking for peter vankman for Egon Spangler, for Slimer. Ecto-1, get out of here. You're shit out of luck. (laughs) Because today we're talking about Filmation's Ghostbusters. That's right. Mm -hmm. There was another, just like on the Bobkas on Seinfeld, there is another Ghostbusters. I never get those Seinfeld references. Oh, really, man? I I thought you guys were watching it. No, no. She watches them. I don't watch this. Well, we gotta watch it sometime. There's a lot for you to catch up on. It's a hidden gem, man. I really need to sit down and watch it. It's not so hidden. It it ran for nine (laughs) seasons and made... You're like, like, actually, Trav, opposite of hidden. Yeah, I would say you've been hidden from it, I would say. It's been hidden from you. Okay, Filmation's Ghostbusters. Uh, There was one season of this. It ran for 65 episodes. It debuted in 1986. And there is a lot to get into about the background on this show. Oh, man. We're about to get into it. Um, Because a lot of you might be as confused as... We are just talking about this history. I mean, it's just, why would there be another show called Ghostbusters when there was already a cartoon at that time? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to tell you, okay? Before we even get to the premise, <laughs> we got to chat about Columbia Pictures, Filmation, all this shit. Because somebody got screwed over. I think it was Filmation. My understanding is this. Well, I, this is a fact, no doubt. Filmation it was into live action in the 70s specifically, and they had a 1975 show called The Ghostbusters, and there was a space between Ghost and Busters Mm -hmm. for all you uh, detailed people out there. Detail-oriented people. Hey, I watched. I watched the first episode of that. Really? I did. Oh man! I went you... ahead. And, I went ahead and dove in and, and watched that. You beat me out on that, man. How oh, was it? Boy, oh boy, it was horrible. I bet it was rough. It starred two guys who were in F Troop. Yeah, which was like a show that I. There were always shows on Nick at Night when I was a kid that it's like when they came on, I knew it was time to turn the TV off oh. because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna like this, whatever yeah. it is. Um, so I, you not... know what? It, they were they were originally trying to get Bob Denver and Alan Hale of Gilligan's Island, really, to, to be on there. So but... anybody who's been on something before, please come do something for us. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's basically what Lou's saying. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Bob Denver was already um, he was already committed to uh, to something else, to like another Saturday morning, yeah, little live action. Well, thing. he should be happy that he did not <laughs> get that gig. Probably right? like filmation. I don't know. I would love to know what it was like to shoot a TV show for filmation, knowing what we do about their cartoon background but this show uh didn't it didn't run for very long it starred two guys eddie spencer and jake kong mm-hmm. and their gorilla partner named Tra- tracy yes trained by bob burns <laughs> yeah tra- in quotes it's a man in a gorilla suit <laughs> yeah um and there's oh man there's a great story about that for later 
This show didn't run very long, was not very popular. I, I don't know. They did good in their time slot is what I read, but that right. was one of the actors talking about it. So <laughs> I guess take that with the great assault. But it, it kind of died to death and went away. Well, Columbia Pictures started filming Ghostbusters, I guess, and they would have filmed it in 83. Yes. Without, I don't know how this fell through the cracks. Like, you got to really check your shit when you do a film. And that's a big company. Mm-hmm. They didn't check to see if Ghostbusters was already a term that was being used. Yeah. So when they finally found out that, hey, Filmation has the rights to the Ghostbusters, it, and they like they tried to convince Ivan Reitman, the director, yeah. to change the name of the, the movie, and he wouldn't. So they had to go talk to Filmation and make a deal. Now, Aykroyd and Ramis um, claimed they had no idea about that I show. don't know, man. Man, I don't know either, because there's too many um, similarities a little bit. Yeah, you know and the what I name, mean? like, and even the logo is kind of similar. Name, the logo. Yeah. What they're actually doing in the show. I mean, but, how, what else could you do as a Ghostbuster? Right, <laughs> thing, yeah. but you know what the I mean. The name, yeah. Well, where would you get that name? Like, I mean, Gangbusters, I guess, is where yeah. that kind of comes from, but... I call bullshit on it. I do too. I don't. Here's the thing. There's a lot of places where I call bullshit on things in this whole, and there's some stuff that just seems very um, shitty. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems like underhanded, especially on Columbia's part. It's easy to take the little guy's side. And yeah. Lou Scheimer, you know, like the lead producer, it seems like at Funimation, we've talked about him last episode and in a bunch of episodes. It's easy to cast him as the underdog in just any situation, even though he's trying to save money all the time. So Columbia has Mr. to go, budget cut. Exactly. Yeah. Senior budgetero. <laughs> Um, well, he, and he, but he seemed to be doing it also to try and pay his American workers because yep. he tried to keep everything here in America yep. and make a profit. Well, Columbia goes to Filmation and is willing to pay them to license the name, uh, not the concept. Like that's just it's a different show completely. And uh, Ghostbusters, the film is a thousand times better than I'm sure the TV show yeah. was. There, there's a few rules they have them kind of do in you know in the courts. Which is one was combine the words. Oh, really? Yes, combine the words because in the original live action, it was the ghost busters underneath it. This one, uh, they had to just do Ghostbusters as one word. Okay, that was that was one of the rules. Well, I like that. I think they should be one word. (laughs) That's so funny that that's. I mean, again, detail oriented. That, but that's lawyer stuff, I guess. Where it's like you have to do it this many centimeters between each letter. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. To stand, put the G backwards. Yeah, and we got a deal. Put the make the S a Z like a child wrote it. Filmation licensed it to them, and the deal that I saw is that, and this seems not to be disputed very much, $500,000 to license the name, which is not a lot of money considering... How much the movie actually made. Actually, uh, absolutely. And it's that's... <laughs> what? That's like one... Uh, 24th of a He-Man season, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. They also got, this was smart. They asked, or I don't know if they, how they negotiated it, but they got 1% of the movie's profit as well. Or that was the deal, at least. Yeah. So, cool. Because that movie, I, I wrote down that the... Like the domestic total gross was two million or two hundred and something million dollars, so they should have been getting around two million dollars just from that. And I don't know what else they might have gotten, but they didn't get that money. Filmation got screwed over uh. because they took they didn't give them a percentage on the gross; they give them a percentage on the net. Mm. And I'm that's I'm not going to even get into all that shit because I don't understand all of it. But basically, Filmation got. Screwed. Screwed. Well, yeah, and yeah. Columbia just said, oh, yeah, well, after we've paid everybody and for all the food we had to provide for the craft service table and all this mm. stuff, that really this movie just wasn't profitable. Everybody made lots of money on that movie. Yeah. So it's stupid. But Hand over fist cash, man. Yeah. So Filmation, 
I don't, I mean, I think this is the timeline of things. They go to Columbia. They're like, well, then let's, we make cartoons mostly. Let's make a cartoon about your Ghostbusters. We'll put them in the khakis. We'll do this and that. And they pitch them a cartoon. I, I would love to find like designs of it. I couldn't, I don't know if it went that far. I think I saw some on, on, uh, on YouTube, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know for sure if it was. Let us know guys, if you saw something like this, but so they pitched that idea. That was not an idea that Columbia had and thinking on it, like the show, I liked the film, but it really wasn't a show for kids. So to make a cartoon out of it just like you would kind of think who would think of that right but they pitched them the idea and columbia said no columbia liked it and they almost went with filmation they, oh, okay. they, they okay. almost did but the last minute went ahead and backed out and went with deke, deke. which is a comp com, like their direct competition yeah so they basically took a big, a big f you yeah kinda. they took the idea that this other company came to them with and took it to another company to do mm. <laughs> shitty very shitty so Deke is making the the real Ghostbusters, which mm-hmm. they named. They couldn't call it Ghostbusters. Like this time, they would not. Um, Filmation would not give them the license because they just got screwed over. So they had to call it the real Ghost. Well, they had to call it something. Right. And so they called it the real Ghostbusters, which, and you know, as a kid, I agreed with. Although it's really shitty because they didn't even come up with the name. Like the real Ghost. It's such a, a dig at Filmation, who've done nothing wrong here. Like they're the ones that got screwed over, at least in the <laughs> narrative that we're spelling out right now. And so Filmation says, "Well, fine. We're we have the ability to put out our own cartoon called Ghostbusters, and we'll go ahead and capitalize exactly. on all the the." fame that yeah. the movie has going well, right now. I never would have watched this show. I, I don't think I would have even known it existed, except it was a VCR tape at the store yep, from it, Kroger. It totally worked, that man. That said Ghostbusters yeah. on it, and it looked kind of like, you know, it had the symbol that looks kind of like it, and so, boom, they got me, and the thing is, as a kid, I loved both of these cartoons. Now, I probably was more into the real Ghostbusters, because I had more, there was just a lot more content, you know, and like, more toys that were readily available, but this show, I loved this show as a kid. I really, truly loved it. It, it didn't run very long. The way that Lou put it, there's a book that we've been, uh, a couple books that we've been reading about filmation. One is written largely by Lou himself. It's called the filmation, making the filmation generation. And in it, he says, basically the show was dependent on the, the popularity of the other company's <laughs> ghostbusters. Yep. And I, I mean, also I'm sure once people tuned in a couple times, either they realized it was not what they wanted or they liked it. I was in the latter camp. Because I guarantee you that live action show would never have been no. it would have never have been remade into a cartoon. It's silly. <laughs> I mean, just the pictures that I've seen from it are just. I mean, actually, you know, I'll say what the gorilla suit not bad for yeah. a, for a TV low budget TV gorilla man. Not bad. That's all it has going for it. It's, <laughs> yeah. pre, it's pretty rough. It's a fake gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> when that's all you have, yeah. you should move on. This cartoon is so insanely packed with things it, <laughs> it it's they explain some of it to you but it is kind of like masters of the universe like they really don't there's a lot that does not get explained now here's the thing this is the first of a five-part thing that i didn't realize that until we started watching it like I, when it ended with a cliffhanger i was surprised I almost called you to be like hey you sure we're not watching that second one to make sure <laughs> yeah. we need to roll into this better right no i mean i'd love to watch the whole thing at some point here's the thing at the time filmation had this deal where they would make a five-part storyline, knowing that they could edit it together with some minimal editing and make it into a film and then release it in theaters for a limited run, but it would make money for them. But they did not make that. The whole legal thing was just too much trouble, so they didn't even bother with that. (laughs) So it's a five-part thing. So we just watched the first episode called I'll Be a Son of a Ghostbuster. (laughs) You son of a ghostbuster! Man, I'm telling you. There's so much that happened in it, I had to write down the plot in a bullet point list to just get it out of the way up top. We can't go through this 
beat by beat. There's too much at stake right. <laughs> going on here. Yeah. So we'll it, s- it, it could be the making for an eight hour podcast if we totally. Did like that. I I could. I mean, there's. <laughs> It's so ornately detailed. It yep. is like a fine, rich meal to be taken in very slowly <laughs> and to be picked apart. And it would take too long yeah, to, to eat be this examined. Yeah. Yeah. So I have Will's paragraph or bullet, oh, Will's bullet list about filmation's Ghostbusters. A summary. Now to set up a little bit, the idea is that two men and a gorilla hunt ghosts. Mm-hmm. In this case, the two men are Eddie Spencer Jr. And Jake Kong Jr., the sons of the original two Ghostbusters who share their names. Tracy's still around doing his business. Okay, so here's the bullet point. (laughs) You're like, Tracy does not age, apparently. Okay, number one, the robot ghost, Primeval, is in the ghost dimension. After centuries, he finally figures out the right keyboard chord. On his bone troller, which is like a floating. Is that what that's called? I didn't get it. It's called the bone troller. Okay. There were too many skull and ghost puns to keep up with all of them. Oh, man. I have a collection of them I will share with you. I hope you do. The bone troller, which looks like a pipe organ, like synthesizer, kind of like the synthesizer from Jim, but with pipe organs and bones. (laughs) Everything's made out of bones in this show. And he uses that bone troller. He plays the right chord after centuries of trying and manages to travel to the mortal realm to conquer the world with ghosts. Boom. Okay, number one. Number two, we cut to a mine outside of New York City, seemingly like minutes away from New York City. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just New York. It's like Transformers. It's New York City and then just wasteland yeah. and a mine. And then the Grand, the Grand Canyon is right next to New York this City. This mine looks like nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah. Uh, it just has a rock just perched like precariously <laughs> at the top like it's going to fall in any minute. And Eddie Jr. and Jake Jr. are with Eddie Sr. and Jake Sr. and Tracy. And they're being trained on how to be Ghostbusters. Uh, apparently from the dialogue, uh, some like mining foreman told them that the place was haunted. A ghost robot, again, named Scared Stiff, appears, and the dads have to do all the dirty work because the sons are both too scared and bungling to actually take care of the ghost. Yeah. Okay, so we've established they're not good at the job yet, and they're kind of scaredy pants. At least there is some similarities with the with these Ghostbusters cartoons, Mm -hmm. is that there is no real rule on what a ghost is. I'm starting to think I don't know what a ghost is. (laughs) Right. Because between these two shows and other shows we've watched even— Let's get through this. Yeah, okay, and we're gonna. Okay. We're, oh no, okay, no, you're sorry. fine. We're there. I want to talk about everything I'm saying right now. I just want to lay it out for everybody who didn't watch the thing because I can't talk about the plot anymore after that. Yeah, <laughs> we got to talk about the business. So they're at the mine. They defeat a ghost, but only because the dads are are canny enough to do that. The boys are not good at it. Then Prime Evil, the guy from the beginning, appears. <laughs> In the mine, for some reason. And when they try to defeat it with their ghost-busting weapons, he's not defeated. It doesn't work on him. So he chases them through the mine. They trick him into going into a vault that for is inexplicably in a mine. Like a bank vault, essentially, that's in yeah. the middle of a, of a cave. That happens sometimes. <laughs> they capture him, and just shut him in the vault, and then say, <laughs> taken care of. Wiped our hands clean. Yeah, this, this ghost is busted, I guess. There is another ghost, apparently, ghost monster in that room called Brad a Rat. God. <laughs> and Primeval is shut in there for 100 years. Until, and we actually cut to 100 years later. Yes. So when somebody says, like, no one will even bother to open this mine for 100 years, they actually fade into 100 years later. With tally marks everywhere. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like the, just like Scarab in yep. Mummy's Alive, <laughs> Primeval is counting out all the years that he's, he's only counting years, though. So every, I guess every 365 days, he's like, one, and then puts one down. So Primeval is released by a 
a bat that looks like Piglet. Oh, I put that down too, yeah. Uh, totally. That's called Belfry. Don't know if this is a mutant in the future. I don't know what their fucking deal is, but he talks, <laughs> or she talks, whatever, and he tricks her into letting him out. Once he's out, he has two uh, two things that he's into. He wants to conquer the mortal world, and right. he wants revenge on the Ghostbusters. Yep. He establishes what he calls a haunt quarters, not a headquarters, has it built in the spirit dimension, and he recruits a number of a, a motley crew of ghosts, and in like an insane Masters of the Universe lineup. Keep of going, ghosts. don't even touch base on that. We gotta do it <laughs> no, later no, no. on. And he sends two of them back in time to 1986 to kidnap the older Ghostbusters. He just wants revenge, and he wants to conquer the world. <laughs> when the younger Ghostbusters realize that their dads are missing, the house that they live in and operate out of, which is populated by ghosts, seemingly, uh, just basically hands them a manual and says, here are all the secrets that your dads didn't even know about busting ghosts. There's a buggy downstairs. Get into your equipment and get in that time-traveling buggy <laughs> and fly off into the future, which they do, to save their dads. Okay. Stop. Wow. <laughs> Let it set in. Let it Dro settle. Drop the mic. I mean, good Lord, how do you pitch that? <laughs> how do you pitch that to somebody? <laughs> like, robot robot ghosts is immediately on my plate. Like, seemingly half of the, the characters in this are what they call robot ghosts, including the main villain. I don't know if that means that they're ghosts of dead robots, if they are robot versions of what ghosts are if they are robots that are inhabited by ghosts things as a kid you don't think about no but then no. when you're like okay what is an actual ghost because something you had you would have had to die yeah to become a ghost. frankly only a couple of the ghosts that he brings together are anywhere near what i think a ghost might be right like and they're they're the exception to the rule for sure yeah because if it's a robot ghost it's just a robot yeah it's just a <laughs> it could be anything it's just a robot that resembles yeah. a, a person basically right yeah, this show is full of of crazy things. Ghosts, time travel, robots, uh, some men in their boxers. The bone troller. <laughs> the bone troll. Every, all the skeleton puns you could shake a bone at. Oh. Boom. Trombone. Yeah. Tromboner. Mm. But let's, okay, we got to start off with this opening because we usually do. That's tradition around yep, here. Yep. The theme song is badass. It is. I love this theme song. It really brought me back. When we started wa when I started watching the episode, I was just like I was honestly just smiling from ear to ear like I can't believe I forgot about this thing. And all it is is the Ghostbusters. It's just a bunch of stock animation from the show itself clipped together and the Ghostbusters being chased by either Primeval, their main villain, or their own logo. <laughs> like running away <laughs> cowardishly. <laughs> <laughs> just oh man it's i don't know it's not a it's a good introduction to their characters because they're not very brave men man this cartoon just it uh i didn't see it i just i mean it wasn't there as a child i, I think if you me, didn't you know? rent the video like i don't know why you would have <laughs> yeah yeah i did not see this cartoon man how did you like it how did you like watching this one i thought it was great there there it, it was once again like all filmation uh cartoons podcast gold and there's so much stuff in it yeah. so little i mean so many details hilarious and there were things in it i mean it's intended as a comedy for right. sure like yeah, he man slap, slapstick comedy big time yeah they intended it like the, apparently the animators were excited to get to just animate full on comedy for once and it actually is a very funny cartoon even without the silly i mean it's Hard to separate the two, but I think it's actually a funny cartoon in its own merit, on its own merit, whatever. And it's funny because there's so much dumb shit in it. That's crazy. <laughs> but the voices are funny. The situations, the the gags are all pretty stupid and funny. That's slapstick. And uh, so I, I, I loved it as a kid, but I really enjoyed it this time going back. And again, that theme song is just super catchy. 
Uh, I could listen to it. I have been singing it to myself <laughs> the whole week, pretty much. Okay, now we can open up. <laughs> we can exhume the body, so All to right. speak. Let's, yes, yeah, let's bring it on. The let's table get here. into the details. Um, I think we should talk about the Ghostbusters themselves a little bit yeah. first because they are our main characters. Even though I feel like they get less screen time than anybody or anything else. I really like these guys, actually. Only I know they're silly, like they're, yeah. they're just kind of silly characters. But right. there's this brotherhood between the two of them that I genuinely feel when I watch it. Jake and Eddie, and they're both kind of man, man children. Like they don't seem like they're very good at anything. Right. Like I I made up a bunch of things about where they had been in life up to this point because they're they're clearly adults. Yeah. Uh, but I <laughs> early on when their dads are trying to train them and they're failing badly because they're just not good at anything. Yeah. The looks on the dad's face just tells so much about like they've been disappointed their whole lives by their sons <laughs> to me whose idea yeah. was it did they really want to become ghostbusters are they are their dads trying to get them into the business because that's the family business or are they just saying look if you're not going to get a real job you have to work at the family company you're going to earn your keep <laughs> yeah exactly because it doesn't seem like these guys are any good at anything that they're doing like yeah. they're uh, really I mean but again they're really likable uh, Eddie is just such a scaredy cat and his voice is I, I think it's very endearing. But, Pop, how are we supposed to stop ghosts? Now, son, if you and Jake are going to become Ghostbusters, you've got to learn not to be afraid of ghosts. Who's afraid? I'm scarified. <laughs> My nose is twitching. <laughs> it's a robot ghost. <laughs> this mine is on it. Go ahead, son. You and Eddie dematerialize that ghost just like we taught you. So that's actually both generations of Ghostbusters right there. That was both of the Eddies first and then Jake's last. I'm scarified right now. I'm super scarified. Oh, by the way, the same voice actors that played the younger Ghostbusters played their own dads, too. Yeah. So you're getting to hear them. Actually, they do a really good job of differentiating. Um, but you can hear that they're, one is very scared. The other is just kind of clueless a lot of the time, but fairly confident. Spencer's pants. I'm going to try to bring that ye the, those yellow pants back. I'm digging I'm, I'm it, I'm going to try to see if that, that can come back. I feel like I had friends. Uh, I used to live in kind of a hipster college town <laughs> here in Texas called Denton, and um, I think I saw those pants back in the day. So? Yeah, yeah. I like a red coat and a busy tie and, and yellow pants. Yeah. And it's like you don't know if they're being ironic or not yeah. or if they just ran out of clothes to wear that day. <laughs> but Or if it's a hand-me-down from their uncle or something. Right. But, yeah, these guys are they're kids, basically. Like, And that's why you would identify with them as a kid. Uh, Jake Kong has this thing where his nose twitches whenever a ghost is nearby. <laughs> There's when, when a robot ghost is nearby. Goes, yeah, he's Get clearly out of here with that. can tell when they're around. There's a DC character named the Elongated Man who's basically like a stretchy guy, like like the Plastic <laughs> Man. I know it sounds ridiculous. And his nose twitches whenever there's a mystery. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I feel like that's a thing that goes on in cartoons and comics. Like, There's more than these two characters, I swear, about the whole nose twitching thing. Thing. Like when that, I mean, there's Bewitched, but that's to make something happen. You leave Samantha out of this. Continue? I love that woman. Okay, Believe continue. Me. Oh, hey, you'll never hear me say a bad word about her. All right, Believe don't, me. dude. Now, listen, one of all the eight Darrens that were on that show, you can trash all of them, <laughs> but you leave Samantha out Absolutely. of this motherfucker. I will, man. So at the house where the Ghostbusters live, I guess that's where they live. I don't know. I don't know if they live there. I mean, they right. end up living there in the show, but it seems like they haven't really been to the house very much. From the outside, looks looks like a playland. It looks awesome, and it's set. <laughs> it's got okay. the blinking lights, like a casino. Yeah, it's, and they're pointing like, here's our business. <laughs> 
it is like kind of like a like on this like in a bad area of town, like a car dealership. It's like or, or a place where you would get bail bonds or something. Yes, yes, yeah. I meant to say that. A bail bondsman. <laughs> well, this is where their dads have set up shop. And this house looks great, and it's got a yard and everything, and it is in the middle of downtown. Well, I don't know if it's downtown, but like in the middle of urban New York City, yeah. between what has to be the Twin Towers. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And now I will say this is clearly set in 1986. Like they say it's the 80s numerous times. So at least it's like it's OK that they're there because it's not meant to be any time. It's meant to be 86. We still had those towers. Right. But man, I, I hope everything turned out OK. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they got out of there. <laughs> but in the house, they have portraits or drawings or whatever of ghosts on the walls like their family members or something, or this yeah. is, is it a reminder? Like, this is what we hunt. I don't know, but the house is just, just like having a, um, an elk on your you yeah, know, the yeah. elk head on yeah, your wall. It's equivalent. Yeah. And what I've learned from this and the other ghostbusters cartoon is that if you are ghostbusters, you have to sleep in the same room at night. Yeah. Like firemen, <laughs> like classic thing. firemen, exact same thing as the real ghostbusters. They all slept in the same room. They didn't have night hats or, or anything. Or we just have confirmation that the dads at least sleep. Well, I thought they all four did. No, no. In in that scene, it's just the two. It's just the oh, dads I thought they were all there. four in the room, and then they were just floating the other two. Because that's what I thought was so silly was that it's like, why not just capture all of them right now? They're all in the same room. Right. I think it was just the dads. Okay. Up there. Okay. Well, check the tape. All right. <laughs> I see you, Travis. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. They get introduced to Tracy the gorilla. <laughs> they they are look. They have to be eighteen years old at least. Right. Their dads have worked this with this gorilla. I assume for years now. <laughs> How have they not met a gorilla that their dads employ? These people employ a gorilla. I or I, I say employ. I mean, at least he gets room and board yeah. to work with them. He also invents their machines. Yep. They're, they're meeting a gorilla. They don't seem to be too freaked out by the fact that this gorilla actually talks. Yeah. Not well, but he speaks broken English. Like, that's a find unto itself. That should be in the news. That's like Coco the gorilla. <laughs> With, the car- chimp or whatever. with cargo shorts and a, and a backpack. And a safari hat. Yep. Yeah, like he's going to go hunt some gorillas <laughs> or something. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the voice stylings of Lou Scheimer. <laughs> yes. No okie dokie. Yes, no okie dokie. He uses more words to say bad than you or I would. He knows okie dokie and he knows not okie dokie, I guess. Tracy also invents, apparently, a lot of the things that they use, which is insane. Yeah. Like, I know we're, this thing is already full of time <laughs> and, travel and ghosts. And their personal driver. Yeah, he drives their buggy <laughs> when they finally get into it. It's just a everything. That it, it's like it's just another kitchen sink. It's another CC's, guys. Another yep. CC's suicide brought to you by <laughs> Filmation. <laughs> It's it's bonkers, but it's, I mean, why wouldn't you have, a, if you can have a gorilla in your cartoon, always have an ape in your cartoon if you have the option. If you, if you can do it. Yeah, if you have some space for them, <laughs> fit them in there. And the house, the house and their equipment is, it's a whole other thing unto itself. Similar to the proton packs, they have a dematerializer. Dematerializer. Which is a long word it's, to spell out. It's got 17 letters. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> you hold it like with two like handles just in front of you, like, and you just point it at something. It's kind of unwieldy, but it is really easy to use. And they manage to mess up using it right. often. Apparently what they say in this is that it makes ghosts go away for a while. <laughs> so they don't really ghost. They don't bust ghosts so much as they shoo away ghosts. It seems like, yeah. you know, they also have something called the ghost gummer, 
which this is 86, so it predates Ghostbusters 2 with pink slime, but it seems like a, the pink slime guns that they use. It does. Because it gums up everything, yeah. and it's supposed to just, all they do is end up using it on themselves, of course, because they're dum-dums. Yeah, they're buffoons. I didn't really get the... Buffoon-toons. The buffoons. The buffoons. <laughs> I, they seem they want to get hired, but I don't. I don't see them taking on any jobs. This is all insular, like family. This is all family stuff that yeah. the family's taking care of. Yeah, they in the house that they live in. It is populated, as I said, by what I I guess are ghosts. I don't know if these are ghosts that they have captured and enslaved. If these are ghosts that they just are okay with having around. If they just say, "Hey, guess what? This house came with the ghosts, so we let them." But they're yeah. Is this a Slimer situation? What you it know, seems what? like it, but they mess them up all the time because they have the ansa bone, not the tell. <laughs> Here's the thing: the phone <laughs> is a skull with a bone on top, and its teeth are numbers. Yeah, a cool little design. They didn't call it the telebone. They called it the ansa bone. I guess because it's their it's their Janine, you know, it's supposed to answer their calls, and it doesn't. It tells people that they're not there when they're there. Why? Why not just get a telephone then? Like you can just unplug that thing, put it in the closet, put it away, <laughs> not even use it. But they still let it. It's like they're at the mercy of this house. They yeah. have to do what the house tells them to do. They also have it's the haunted mansion. Yes, they have the Skellivision as well, which is a television, which is again a skull, That's a giant skull good. on feet that can walk around and has a voice and speaks yep. that shows them things. Usually, I think the way it worked in the cartoons, it showed them, like, whatever that needed to be shown in the episode, like a plot development. Right. Which it does in this. It shows them the future at one point for no reason. <laughs> I think they're trying, like, it's almost like they're doing the work for the Ghostbusters yeah. to point them in the right direction. Hope they're getting paid well. The only reason they get this manual that tells them, like, what to do as Ghostbusters and tells them about all these secrets that are in the house and these things that apparently their dads didn't even know about. Right. The only way they know about that is because the filing cabinet, which apparently is a ghost as well, it's made out of bones. Like, <laughs> it's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in oh, there. Like, no. everything's yeah. made out of animal or human bones. It's yeah. very scary if you would think about, like, living, <laughs> being, joking around in a house made of bone. A weird, weird gig. Not cool, man. <laughs> no, definitely not cool. This filing cabinet opens up. At one point, it throws a pie in one of the Ghostbusters' faces with a giant skeleton hand. But at another point, it just spit, like, vomits up a bunch of papers onto one of the Ghostbusters, and in that is the manual. And this manual tells them, like, this is how you use this. This is all the equipment available to you. Yeah. Their dads don't know about it. Who the hell made all this stuff? The Who's... enslaved ghostesses. Well, here's my thought. Maybe the dads are, like, maybe the Ghostbusters are kind of a fraternal order, like the Knights of Templar. Oh, we're going Illuminati with well, it? Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's something that predates their dads that built this house and fashioned these items for them that are beyond this world. Yeah. And also made, like, costumes for them for some reason. And so I just have to assume that this is, like, an age-old thing that yeah. is a, a group that goes back many years, which I wish they would have done on this show. Like, that'd be kind of a cool thing if it was a legacy thing. But it's just because they act like this stuff has just been there hidden. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if I found out there was a pool beneath my house that I could go swimming in. Right. And there's, and there's <laughs> a, never told you about. And there's a plane down there, too. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely just there to let them have this stuff. But if I'm going to have to weave it into a story, that's what I make up about is like, this is a weird situation, Dad. Why didn't you know that the house you've lived in for years has all this shit in it? Okay. Part of the weirdness there in that house yeah. is the transformation room. Every episode. This happens every episode at least once. A minute and a half of the guys saying, we got to, let's go Ghostbusters. And they have to transform into their ghost busting. It's too much. 
I loved that thing as a kid, and I still do. It's very well animated. The thing is insane. They go into a, an elevator made out of bones. They press things on a skull again, and they get thrown into, I don't think it's a room. It looks like another dimension, like a nightmare world <laughs> of disembodied monster heads <laughs> right. and planets and space and doorways into other worlds, and then a conveyor belt made out of bones. Yep. And they're just thrown around. It's like a Jetsons machine, like, you know, that dresses you and everything. Yeah. But it throws it, them around. Around and it's it's really very well animated and drawn. Jake is totally at ease with this thing, even though he's never gone through this before. And Eddie is just in like in, he just cannot get over what's happening. He's very afraid the whole time. Right. Every episode, the exact same animation and song get played sometimes twice. So up to three minutes of your show is taken up by this exact same animation. It's the same thing, exactly. the boxers and everything. Yes, absolutely the same. Holy no mackerel. difference whatsoever. It's like He-Man's transformation. It's like the Thundercats, you know, side beyond I'm sight. See, I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> the filmation knows how to make good cartoons. <laughs> there you go. They make quality tunes. Right. Yeah, they, man, you got to fill that time somehow. And here's the thing, it works with kids. You know how much we like repetition and yeah. so I did love that. Yeah, and as a kid, I really liked seeing that stuff again, but it's it's pretty stupid. <laughs> I mean, I mean the transformation room seems like uh, for time restraints doesn't make sense. Just go in the bathroom and, and change your clothes. Oh, no, right? I could change a minute and a half. I'm done in in a 10 seconds usually. Right. Like pull on a couple, you know, it's like how could the, it takes so long for them to get to the emergency. Think of the firemen had to go right. through that. Like they had to take a minute and a half to get their for, stuff first put go on in this them. portal. Yeah. Get over here and then uh yeah, fall down go the shoot. Go to a dimension full of fire would be the equivalent yeah. for a fireman because they go into a world that seems to be just a floating abstract space full of monsters. Right. But I got major nostalgia during that. Like I was smile again, I could not help smiling at this. And I feel like anyone who could watch it, it whether it's ironically or sillily or whatever, could enjoy this cartoon. I I, I highly recommend it. There's a laser light spider web and electric bolts that take your clothes off for you yeah. magically. Uh, that that's that's the thing. This isn't just mechanical. Yeah. This is also there are bones that make like the machine go, but this is actual magic that's happening. So who did this? The fraternal order of the Ghostbusters. Yep. Lodge 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Th throwing up the triangle right that's now. Right. The yeah, Illuminati the diamond. Yeah. During that sequence, I was reminded, it seems that with Eddie Jr., they must have just had that actor come in and do a bunch of reaction noises because they reuse them throughout the episode. You know what I do when that happens, right? Don't we all? Wow, How much money does it cost to just have him do them in the moment? He does Waha! like a hundred times. That's just from that episode alone. And it's the same sounds, obviously, every time they do the transformation sequence, too. There's a lot of it from that. But Penny Pension. I guess, Penny man. Penny Pension Lou, buddy. You know, you know his game. But these days with computers, that's very easy to do, to just like get a bunch of those and just fly them in. Right. But on, I don't know. They must have been on tape or something. Yeah. Like, that's not... I don't know. I don't know what the process was. It seems like it's more trouble than just having him do a noise, at least... In the new scenes, like, yeah, keep using the same audio for the transformation sequence, right. but like, I just, every time, I don't know, it made, and again, it kind of endeared the character to me that he would make these same noises over and over again, but the, Wah! It's 
<laughs> kind of doing like a like he's a rap like backing man. You know, he's yeah. just like in between beats. I'm, I'm glad you found it endearing because to Lou, it was just it was just saving some it was just business. Yeah. yeah, it was just saving some money on the bottom line. At the end of that transformation sequence, the Ghostbusters get flung. <laughs> the last room of this whole like uh, Rube Goldberg machine is like a disused mossy molding room right. that nobody uses apparently there's a yeah. telescope in it a skeletoscope a ske- <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> sorry just had to do no, that no perfect please okay. they get thrown into the ghost buggy yeah if, if there's a word and you can't think of a pun just put ghost in front of the word and it'll be set you're good yeah and they get thrown into this buggy this this buggy's alive it is an old buggy it's like alive. a 1920s i love this thing's voice i wish this thing was in the whole cartoon it sounds like paul lind do you know who that is no he kind of talks like this mister like he was a guy in the 70s did a bunch of work um he was on bewitched actually and he was on hollywood squares watch for a it, long time watch it. okay <laughs> So this is such a touchy subject to even say the word bewitched <laughs> is you must watch your tone, watch I guess. It. Careful. The doom buggy sounds like a Southern Paul Lind okay. to me. Uh, why don't you guys be the judge? All you millennial Paul Lind fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping jumper cables. Next time, call before you drop in. It talks, of course. And that's more than can be said for that big A posing as a driver. Wow. You know, I was, that, that wasn't Lou, right? No, that no, wasn't, no, okay. it wasn't. Yeah, it's too out of Lou's range, I would say. I was watching that. I was like, you know what? This house has everything. It even has a transformer. Because that's what this car is. It talks and it turns into other things and it's a vehicle. That's true. That is a that makes a transformer. It also makes <laughs> it covers every every single checkbox. It even makes jokes that are like car puns. Yeah, oh yeah, which yeah. is well covered in our Transformers episode. Right, available on iTunes and Stitcher, yeah. wherever podcasts are sold yeah. hey, or do, just given away. Hey, do the transformer uh, sound one more time for me. Thank you. <laughs> All right, back on track. Yeah, I'm not warmed up, so sorry, guys. But yeah, it, I I love that thing. I love. I just love that it's a southern dune buggy that or whatever it is that just talks back to them. And I, it's funny, man. All of this stuff is just there too. Like that's the thing is like I'm way more. I guess forgiving about the plot craziness of it because it is just they're just there to make you laugh for the most part. It's yeah. every scene just exists to well, I'll say somewhat to make somebody laugh out there, and they managed to make me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. <laughs> we talked about the Busters, and when we come back from this quick break, we're going to talk about the ghosts that these Ghost Busters bust. Nature of the beast. Discover the ugly truths and dark secrets of true crime, the paranormal, the occult, and conspiracy. Join your guides for weekly episodes and face the true nature of the beast. Leader of ghosts and evil spirits, but still the wrong tune. Wrong again. How many more centuries will it take to find the right notes? A world of mortals. 
mortals. I did it. I found the lost court. <laughs> now I shall bring together all ghosts and creatures of the night. Under my rule, we shall easily conquer the earth. <laughs> no one would be foolish enough to try to stop ghosts. <laughs> Isn't it great, dude? I He's love it. He's so good. The, you know who this is, right? This is the same guy who plays Skeletor. Oh, yeah. Alan Oppenheimer. Yeah, he... This this guy is angling... He's not Skeletor, obviously. He's right up there He's with Skeletor. He's, He's very second. good. Yeah. He's excellent. I just like the... He's so, like, nudging someone next to him, like, ghosts! And he's got this, you know, kind of, like, uh, transatlantic thing going on. I love it. His voice is so... Everything is so forced with him. He is just... <laughs> I love him, man. Yeah, me Everything too, Everything he says is funny to me. I hate it when you can't find the right chord, though. It's It sucks when you've been doing that for centuries. <laughs> You know what? If you had less keys on your keyboard, you wouldn't have so many like you know different yeah, throw, combinations. Throw a to, number out there. How many keys do you think are on that on that bone troller? More than eighty-eight, which is what typically <laughs> comes on a, on a on a full piano. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was you guys just heard Primeval. By the way, this is Days Past Tunecast uh, still. Yes, and this is still Will. Who are you? I'm still Travis. Oh, good. I, and this is still uh, Filmation February. And we're still talking about the Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah. What else are we still doing? Still um, drinking coffee. Still being dope as hell. Okay. The yeah. dopest, if you will. The dopest. We are talking about Primeval now. He is our lead bad guy. As far as I'm concerned, he is the lead of the show. Right. He is the best thing about the show. Yep. Uh, just about. And yeah, he's the guy who was he's the guy who was playing a floating synthesizer pipe organ to find a way into our mortal realm and conquer the world. <laughs> That's what you just heard him talking about. He is he is three or four things at once. He is definitely a robot because his mouth, well, he's made out of metal. He's a metal man in a wizard's robe, and his mouth is just static electricity that just goes when, whenever he talks. Yeah. So he's a wizard. Like, he uses magic, but he's a robot but he's a ghost, apparently. He's also a musician because he plays a lot of pipe organ. He's a hat trick. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, he's he's a triple threat, if yeah, not more. Yeah, he He's just like a, I feel like he's a terrible, not, not the actor, but the character is like a bad actor because everything he says is super hammy. And the when Belfry, the stupid piglet bat, frees him from the vault, right. I, I got to play this conversation between the two of them because we've had this conversation before. When you're lying and you use a certain tone of voice, everybody, it's like, of course I'd like to do that. You know, I don't, <laughs> either I have ulterior motives or I don't want to do it. Yeah. And he, I guess this pig is kind of dense or whatever. <laughs> this bat is kind of dense. <laughs> Oh, gee, I wish the other bats would let me play with them. I'd be happy to play with you. <laughs> oh, boy, a friend of my very own. Where are you, huh? Behind the door. Just let me out. <laughs> you are a bat, right? Yes, of course I'm a bat. <laughs> Who else would I be trapped in a cave? <laughs> now, come on, open the door. <laughs> Yes, Will. I love doing this podcast with you. Of course I'm a bat. (laughs) What a weird conversation, by the way. (laughs) I'm only letting you out if you're a bat. So (laughs) here's here's on a serious note. Primeval is proof. Incarceration is not enough for ghosts. There has to be some rehabilitation because he was in that vault for 100 years and he's as evil, if not more evil than when he went in, when he came out. Just take it serious for a second. Yeah. Like, seriously, guys, we need to change our policies about the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> robot ghost. The incarceration of ghosts. <laughs> incarceration. And the rehabilitation. Exactly. Of their souls. I vote for rehabilitation yes. every time. 
can they ever truly be rehabilitated? Well, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're, well, you could reprogram them if they're robot ghosts. I guess wizard, That's, wizard, robot, wizard. Ghost. Ro- he uses magic, but he's a science fiction creation that is a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, man, they just uh, everything got thrown at the wall and it all mixed together. Yeah, you got your robot in my wizard, and they went, "Yep, this will work." <laughs> Said, "We hit gold." Lou, get in here. <laughs> um, when he gets freed from the prison, by the way, or from the vault, I guess he says, "Free at last." That's what MLK said when he was released <laughs> from prison. <laughs> I feel like maybe he feels like he is uh, he represents his people in such a way, I yeah. guess, because he seems to be a a ghost supremacist, right? Like he th- or at least a robot ghost supremacist. Like he thinks ghosts and he specifically should rule the world. No, no motivation at all. Like even Skeletor, I feel like I understand a little bit better why he wants to do what he does. Right, a little bit. This guy is just. <laughs> He's on stage all a the time, bit. just belting it to the back of the room, uh, even louder than Skeletor. Not as shrill, but definitely louder. <laughs> full-throated all the time. Yeah. Your mom's full-throated. And she's, like, swallowing uh, cereal or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. That's weird. Whatever you think. I'm sorry. You say a lot of weird stuff. It's kind of a He-Man thing again because he calls... He must have, like, a lot of plans because he calls his new headquarters a haunt quarters before it's ever built. Like, in the moment, it seems like he just decides... I'm going to make this pun. I have to call it this. This is what it is. It's a haunt quarters, not a headquarters. You you only think in puns as a villain. Yeah, totally. You're looking for every opportunity to make a pun. <laughs> yeah. Like everything. You're just analyzing every sentence. Yep. He has a program. He has an algorithm in his head that he can run it through. He seems like a kid, kind of like Skeletor. He's like the kid who's playing house or playing war. Okay, this is... <laughs> This relates. Okay. Apparently, when my dad and his... My dad has a bigger family and his siblings were kids, they would play concentration camp because this kid in the neighborhood would have them play concentration camp and they would play like you know he's in charge and they're in the camp okay yeah that's as far as it went as far as i know but like that kind of kid that would be like let's play a game where i'm the king that's kind of what prime evil does with these ghosts or skeletor does with the evil warriors you know yeah Yeah, because he just he's like okay i'm gonna build a fort and i'm gonna invite all these ghosts over he says about the ghosts by the way he says to uh, Bratter Rat, his little sidekick thing, it just looks like a, a slug with a snake stomach and a rat head, and it farts its way around the air. <laughs> like, it poots. It just poots, poots, poots all over. It floats for with no, no, it's just weird. I, it's, it can't be a ghost. It's like a mutant, right? Yeah, I don't. That's just hanging out in a mine for some reason? Yeah. When he calls together these ghosts, or when he's, he's already called them together, and he says to Bratter Rat, where are all those ghosts I signed up? <laughs> Like he put out a personal ad (laughs) to summon him, something like that. He like he signed them up or maybe he put out like a commercial on uh, cable access or something like that. Right. (laughs) The villain department is really where filmation shows their true colors. They should have just done villain shows. Yeah, right. (laughs) Totally, man. They should have just done villain shows. Uh, I got I got one here. Uh, I think one of the characters was Long John Scarecrow. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That is about three layers too deep on the name. Like, it doesn't make any... Okay, it's Long John. Because here's the thing. He is a space pirate who... I don't even know how he's a ghost. He sails the seven galaxies, he says. I have a clip of all of these guys to, when they introduce themselves on a roll call, which he asks <laughs> Man, for. Fil- dude, Filmation villains are, are the best. You, you can't beat them as far as villains go. Let's let's hear the lineup, and then we can go through them one at a time, right. because they're they are worth it. Each one is worth it. Yeah. Roll call, identify <laughs> yourself. No, Fangster, werewolf of the future. 
Rachel. <laughs> Mysteria, darling. Mistress of mists. Long John Scarecrow, sailor of the seven galaxies. Sir Trancelot, <laughs> a bad night to one and all. Oh, Apparisha, spirit sorceress supreme. Oh. I say, I'm the haunter, civilized hunter of haunted play. Trancelot, <laughs> musical maestro of fright. <laughs> I'm scared stiff, robot ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Robot Man, goes. What a look. lineup. Yeah, right. And they, they threw them all together. Like, I mean, that's a bunch of characters, man, to Musical design. Musical maestro. Yeah, that's okay. So there are many to, to uh revisit here. Yep. Um Fangster, Werewolf of the Future. <laughs> Voice of Lou. Voice of Lou Shimer for sure. You you're right, man. Uh Lou's Lou's range is right. It's right there. Middle and low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, 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 that's not true because he does uh, Mech and Neck and guys like that and Orko. Now, he would use a harmonizer thing to up his voice in real time, he yeah. says in the thing. But, like, still, his general range is, oh, I like to talk like this in this area, <laughs> in that area. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely serviceable. Yeah. I want to know more about why he's a ghost. Is he the ghost of a werewolf that died in the future? No, he's just a werewolf man. Could just be a, a post-apocalyptic mutant for all I know. I don't know what the future's like in 100 right. years. But he's wearing, I know I said this reference last episode, he looks like he's wearing Jetson clothes. <laughs> like there's the ring collar and just like a little jumpsuit and stuff like that. It's so, I'm sure the real ghost, the quote-unquote real ghost, ghost bastards. I'm confused on that whole scene now. Yeah, they... Yeah, the real. It's an it's it's a sarcastic <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, your own princey fingers. It's like what what is the what, joke? Which what is word real? is sarcastic? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they fought some uh, werewolves and uh, vampires and stuff like that too. So no, again, I start to question my own knowledge my about own ghosts. Oh, you know, I asked you earlier if you're doing okay. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good, good, good. Just watch this show again. You'll okay. be doing fine. Yeah, all right. So, Fangster, we got a werewolf. We have Mysteria, Mistress of Mists, who looks like, um, oh, the lady from the Adams family, basically. Uh, no. Morticia. Yeah, Morticia. She just, Sorry. I mean, she's just like a, a lady, you know, a, a pale lady. And she's like Elvira or something like that, yeah. you know. Uh, Long John Scarecrow. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned him before. I decided to hear his voice and him say his name. Right. He's a purple man. With cybernetic stuff on his face, he's missing his, he's got a peg leg and a peg arm or whatever, but they're metal. And his name, Long John, that's a pirate thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Scare Chrome, that is its own, you could just be, I'm Scare Chrome and I'm a cybernetic scarecrow. He's not at all a scarecrow. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't, it's just, it's just puns for puns sake. Yeah, exactly. Squeeze everything together until something clicks. They just had a whiteboard where they wrote a bunch of words, just things that they thought of randomly and like, how are we going to fit this in? They, they didn't even write the through. words. They just, they threw things at the board yeah. try, and, and whatever word appeared. <laughs> literally throwing mud at the wall. Yeah. I Man, it's great. Uh, it's too deep though. Too many layers in that name to really understand. I'm still unpacking it. Yeah. Um, the haunter I love, the hunter guy. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Because any every time you can get a stuffy British guy on a show, do uh, just like gorillas. If you can fit him in, put him in there. Like and make a slot. And he's an actual ghost. He is actually, and he's purple skin though. Why are they? Why is purple the go-to skin color for all of these ghosts and non-ghosts that are not human? I guess Lou, Lou got a deal on that on that pigment. He loves on the, that, yeah, on he the loves hue. the purple. That's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there was just the paint was cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Well, the haunter, he's like a safari, like big game hunter, but he has an accent and he has a speech impediment. And it kind of makes it hard to understand what he's saying for me. Pway. Yeah, Pway. I, I had to listen to it a couple times because like, oh, he has, I had to look it up. It, I, I think I'm actually wrong, but he part of it is called roticism, which means like it's hard to pronounce your R's, but he also has a hard time with L's too. So it's that thing where it's, it's Elmer Fudd disease, I guess. Oh man. Yeah. Is that legal? Sure. Okay, cool. Not to spread it, though. You have to tell your partner ahead of time. (laughs) You got to contact all all the people you've slept with. Yeah. Haunter isn't the only one with a speech impediment, kind of. Okay. Uh, Because Prime Evil, every time he says or tries to say the Ghostbusters name, it's so seemingly repulsive to him that he struggles really badly with like, like it's going to rip him apart inside (laughs) to say this set of words. he's going to explode. Yeah, he did it like, I don't know how many times, but we're about to find out because I collected that for all of you. Oh man, I was hoping you did. Ghost Buster? Where? The Ghost (laughs) Busters just busted their last ghost. Busting ghouls? <laughs> this is what you'll do to the ghost busters with the ghost busters. Man, I would have loved to have been in that studio oh, while he man. was take, doing his takes, Just man. Just screaming at the top of his lungs the whole time. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he had some little, he really, Alan Oppenheimer is obviously little, great. Little, little pizzazz. <laughs> Like he's gonna take a dump every yeah, time, whether it's before Ghost or in between the Ghost and Buster. He's got one a, of the, yeah. a mental or vocal <laughs> constipation is going on. <laughs> Early on, they try to use the dematerializer on Prime Evil, and it doesn't work. And Scared Stiff also like gets thrown into a wall, and he says, "Oh, not every ghost can float through a wall, or whatever." <laughs> Here's my here's my thing. Okay. When I saw both of those, I was like, you, okay, so the the ghost weapon doesn't work on you, Primeval, and you, scared stiff, can't go through a wall because you're not fucking ghosts. <laughs> That's why yeah. they're stuck on this ghost thing. They're programmed to think they're ghosts. They're not. What a worthless robot, by the way, to think it's a ghost and try to conquer the world. That's why these things don't work for you. It's all right there, man. I'm, I'm it's just written in the stars. Made my case. Made my case. Um, I had. Actually, okay, so we were originally going to cover an, another earlier uh, cartoon from Filmation called Black Star. Yep. Uh, maybe another time we'll get into why we're not doing that today. But when I was looking at that and then at this too, I started to come up to formulate. I was feeling very spiritual at the time. Okay. And so I started to formulate the seven deadly tune sins. Now, I'm only up to five so far. This cartoon, I would say, at least strikes one of them. But I think it's a good, you know, measuring stick to look at some of these tunes. And this show, near the end, when the Ghostbusters have read that book, and they know that the house has all these wonders in it, but they haven't found where they are, Eddie, they use the same animation to walk sideways all the time. (laughs) And he always trips on something. So he trips on some vase on the floor. That's on the floor for no reason. And he jumps, or he gets scared by something, and he jumps onto this knight, this uh, statue that just has armor on it or whatever, yeah. and accidentally pulls open the door. It's like a hidden door yeah, that's yeah, activated. Door hatch, okay. yeah. So it's actually the uh, number four on my seven deadly tune sets uh, 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 was... I'm curious to hear Oh, these. no, no, I'm sorry. It's number one. Important plot points happening by accident. If it's a world game-changing thing, let them find, in this case, let them figure out 
how to get there. Yeah. Because if you do the accidental thing <laughs> and shit just happens because the writers want it to, you have to disguise that with something else. I don't want the whole thing to hinge on something that could have just not happened. Yeah. It needs to actually be done purposefully. The other ones that I've written so far. Okay. I can't wait to hear these, by the way. Too little or too much or bold-faced exposition. So too much and bold-faced, we're looking at X-Men for sure, where Rogue just explains her powers for no reason. So when you explain the world too much or it's just clearly that you would never say these things, you're just saying them to now, fill in the audience. Now, yes. do you mind if a, if a character is the one explaining their powers to you or if it's another person explaining like another like another person's Well, that's why plot. I'm saying I, I'm Does covering it, it to you? with bold-faced is what okay. I'm saying. So if it's like if I said... If I have super strength and then someone's like, well, that's 10 tons. That's too heavy. And I said, not for, not for a super strong guy. If I'm a smarmy guy that fits my character to say that you, you fit it in under the wire. Gotcha. Like you don't just say like, Hey, I'm super strong because I'm a Kryptonian like Superman. So, you know, like uh, it's when you do that shit and you spell it out, it's too much and it's too naked, but it's also too little. Like sometimes it's in He-Man and this show, it's like, you're just having, you have a bat that looks like Piglet in the future. Why does it talk? Yeah. Like, what's, just say, like, a mutant bat. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, there's a balancing act. And I don't expect it to be perfect, but I, any of those three, to me, it's a major tune sin. <clears throat> Is the roll call okay? Roll call's great. Roll call's fine. Oh, okay. yeah, I love that. Okay, being hampered by an obstacle that is obviously passable. For instance, the last episode we talked about He-Man with the wall surrounding him, and it's only as tall as he is. I, I'm, I'm going to back you on this one. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah, huge that's one for me. Oh, Just draw it better. Just draw it so it doesn't look like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Find a way over it. You don't have to. Your life hasn't ended yet. Yeah. Do something. So when people just give up because of this simple obstacle, not cool. Like, for instance, uh, Primeval getting stuck in the... Uh, the vault. In the vault. When, yeah. he, when he is a wizard... Everything. Robot. Yeah. Ghost. He can't get out of there exactly. until, until a bat opens the door. Kind of that kind of and stuff. And also when people just say, oh, I give up. Like, we're, we're doomed because of this obvious thing. If you're doomed, your mind is working every angle it can to try and get the fuck out of there and go do and get away from that because that's just a survival instinct. So to just look at a wall, it's like, oh, I'm looking at a locked door and I'm like, I can't leave. Yeah. It's like, well, just unlock the door, man. <laughs> okay. This one's come up a few times. Right. If the day is saved by simply trying harder than before or by rallying the troops. So what I mean is <laughs> we've had this in He-Man. We've had this in various things. Captain Planet's one where it's basically I'm defeated. Oh, but I have to try harder. And then you just have this inner monologue or something or someone cheers you on. And then all of a sudden, not through any change in the mechanics of anything, you just suddenly are more powerful. It's like uh, when someone kisses you in a cartoon and it gives you extra strength or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like all you, nothing changed. I can't do anything different. But all of a sudden, I'm well, didn't try harder in the first place. Just do better in the first place. So I'm not, not okay with that because, again, uh, the plot hinges on it. Okay. Finally, this is a more recent one. When threats and challenges are backward engineered from either the hero's powers or a situation that they just want to put in the cartoon. So, for instance, we had Mines in the last episode with He-Man where Mechanek, who can stretch his neck up and look around, yeah. can go look at things. <laughs> Your favorite character. That That's not that big a threat, and it's a weird thing to have. It seems like it was only put there to show us his power. Yeah. Or if you have a problem and then you kind of manufacture a character or a power for a character to meet that problem. Like, we got to have a dragon. Oh, well, then we need somebody to be fireproof. Okay, we'll create a guy who's fireproof. Or we'll say this person's fireproof all of a sudden. 
These are mortal sins, tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Your tune souls are destined for hell. Oh, man. If you commit any one of these. They're going No, there. I'm not that hard. Okay, okay. Yeah, good. I'm not a legalist. I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you know any tunes that are kind of on the edge, maybe talk to them a little bit. <laughs> There's a few, you know, like the animation is way better on this than even He-Man. I think it's actually like the actual movement and stuff like that. Yeah, in a lot is. of places, no, for sure, and it it's really well designed. There are some funny things. Like, there's a lot of situations where actions or speech, like dialogue, are occurring off screen. Like you see the two dads at one point, and they they say like. Kids, what are you doing? And then the guys, the other Ghostbusters, respond, right. and it's just a still frame, yeah, like of the dads just looking at them. They're not on screen, so they don't have to animate anything at that point. I think it's just a, a, a cost cutting <laughs> measure. Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> well, it's like if we did a transform, like if they did a Transformers movie, and then ninety percent of the action was happening off screen, so they don't have to animate the Transformers. You just see Shia LaBeouf <laughs> making faces at it or whatever. <laughs> you just hear the sounds. Exactly. Yeah. Like ooh. ooh like having reaction shots to it. <laughs> and, oh, man, they had unnecessary shots a lot of stock animation, which Filmation does, of course. Nuh-uh. Reused, reused no, animation don't. of just walking in profile or running in profile. They used it numerous times. Like, every time, just like, just over and over and over again, any situation they could do it in. They'll show them walking from one place to another where more cartoons would not show that action because it's useless. Yeah. You don't need to show me when you walk across the kitchen <laughs> not talking, but that's what they do because it's like, hey, this will waste some time and we can use this animation and everything. I'd like to address the time travel <laughs> in this show. I think we have to. It is obsessed with time travel. Like this, I mean, we've we've said numerous times now. Ninety percent of cartoons have time travel in them, yep. and, and it's no it's no big deal. It's never a big deal. But the the casual casualness with which this show treats and approaches time travel is borderline it's offensive. A, it's absurd. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like I'm angry at it for how <laughs> it throws away the idea of time travel. Everybody does. I have a few clips to tell, like to just demonstrate how it's basically like, do you want a sandwich? Yes, I'd like to time travel. <laughs> Then I'll travel back in time 100 years to the 1980s. A secret Ghostbuster transformation room with Ghostbuster uniforms and a ghost buggy that can travel through time. Mysteria, you and Floatsart will travel 100 years back in time to the 1980s. He's obsessed with Primeval took our dads into the future? There's only one way to find out. Everybody ready? Hit the time turbo. We're heading for the future. Let's go, Ghostbusters! <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so simple. It's like it's a town down like <laughs> fifty miles away. We're gonna take a trip to Austin or whatever. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh man, I, it's really, really like they've taken all the f- fun out of time travel for me. Like I like it being accessible because it opens yeah. up a lot of stories. But there's no wonder at all to it. It's just yeah, this is a thing that we do now. Apparently, and, and, and they make other things a bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> meeting a gorilla, meeting a gorilla. Now he does talk, but meeting a gorilla that your dad's worked with for years. Yeah. is like oh, blah, 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 blah. but then if the time travel thing, it's like. Wow, I guess so. <laughs> cool. Let's do it. <laughs> will it help the story move? Yeah, absolutely it will, man, but it does open up a lot of opportunities cuz this is not this is a comedy show that just uses ghost busting as a like a bare barely a premise. Yeah. Like and, Apparently, anything is a ghost that you want to hunt. If you if you don't like it, it's a ghost, and you can go to any time, any place. It doesn't matter. It's all available. It's all. It's like between this and He Man, you have Filmation has every angle covered. I would say. Hey, but we got to give it up though. I mean, that's kind of interesting story writing. 
for yeah. for them to defeat Primeval at the beginning. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, and then kind of go back into the future. I, I thought agree. that was kind of cool, man. It is, man. And this, I mean, I can see this, I would like kind of to see this as the movie, like the first five episodes edited together as a movie. Right. I think it would be pretty good, actually. I mean, I haven't seen the other episodes, but I think it would be enjoyable. I kind of want to see, I definitely want to come back to this show. I've already said, yeah. we have to come back to this because, I mean, good Lord. It's just, I, I enjoyed it way more than the real, the real Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters episode that we watched. Now, I know there's better ones of that, too, but this made me laugh out loud so many times. Like, that's enjoyment right yeah, there. Yeah. Certainly fits our purposes really well. It does. There's one more scene that I definitely want to address. It kind of shows the difference between these Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. One <laughs> Once difference. Once again, I, I, yeah, I'm confused. I don't know who's, who's what. <laughs> Just quit doing that. Yeah. yeah. So there is a reporter named Jessica Ray. Uh, a fiery redheaded reporter yeah. who's talking to Jake at one point, Jake Kong Jr. In front of the house, she's just taking notes on how, how they hunt ghosts or bust ghosts. And she's saying, so you're going to do this on in front of the camera on Friday. This doesn't get resolved at all in this episode because it's multi, multi-part. But she, she is so skeptical. Listen, listen, okay, I have to set it up a little bit, I guess, but things I want you to notice when listening to this, how skeptical she is and how... Like, there seems to be chemistry between the two of them, and and then he, it seems like Jake just doesn't really go—like, he's too dense to go for it. <laughs> also, think about how Peter Venkman would handle this exact situation. Mm. The real Peter Venkman. Oh, okay, once again, I don't know. Bill Murray. Okay, gotcha. Jessica Ray, we see you on TV all the time. TV. And you want to interview us? <laughs> I'm only doing this because my boss insisted. I don't believe in ghosts for a second. Tell you what, if we bust a ghost on TV— You'll agree that ghosts exist? Deal. And if you don't, you'll agree that ghosts don't exist? You drive a hard bargain, Miss Ray. So they make a wager that the other one will just change their mind on the subject if this thing is proven. Yeah. Okay, so Jake is making a promise he can't keep because he knows that ghosts exist. And she's essentially saying, if I see a ghost, I'll believe in ghosts. So this all is just stuff that would happen and, anyway. And the whole time, the slapstick uh, oh ghost Oh, my is God. Like, yeah, what we're it, skipping over yeah. is it's so funny, dude. It's This ghost keeps appearing behind Jessica Ray. It'll sl- smash together like trash can lids and pull off its top hat and do yeah. like a running in place sort of thing. Yeah. It's really classic, funny cartoon stuff. They use the same animation like 10 times, though, for that. <laughs> and she keeps turning around and then not—and she can clearly could be seeing it but <laughs> in the animation, but it, she— she doesn't acknowledge that it's there. She finally is like, how do you keep doing that to Jake? This is another one of those things in movies and in TV and everything that I, I fucking hate is when if, if I hear banging immediately behind me 10 times in a row and I keep turning around, there's nothing there. One, I'm going to probably keep looking to see right. what it is. Yeah, just, but two, just stay looking that direction. Yeah, just for a minute. But also, like, I would believe that there is something behind me and I want to know where it went. This thing is making loud noises, and she just accepts that, I guess it's nothing, and then goes back to what she was doing. That's so hard to buy for me, especially a journalist, because she's, like, kind of up in Jake's business. She's not at all an objective journalist in the least. Like, it's she's openly skeptical and even mocking yeah, right. of the person that she's interviewing. Yeah. doesn't seem like a good fit. Could that be potential, potential uh, sin material? <sighs> what, bad journalism? <laughs> Or the thing that I talked about before. The thing is, it's not so. Well, I guess any of the things I said would be specific, not just to cartoons, but any fiction. I would say. So I'll consider it for induction into the Hall of Fame of (laughs) San. Thank you. (laughs) The San Hall of Fame. Yeah. Looking at this situation, think about Peter Venkman. Okay. It I'm seems thinking. to me that there's like a mocking, a, a playful, 
you know, like uh, back and forth between the two. I know that she's kind of a love interest. Like she's a flirt and she's kind of flirting with the way that she is calling him out. If you watch the whole scene, he's kind of flirting back, but he also seems like he's just interested in convincing her that there are ghosts. Like, like he's a man child and she's kind of flirting with him. And so this is a perfect opportunity for someone like Peter Venkman to say, I'll tell you what, babe. You know, if you if I prove that ghosts are real, you got to take me out for a night on the town. Yeah, and he'd be this. Jake is just like, I'll tell you what. If you see a ghost, you have to admit that ghosts are real. <laughs> like, and I'm, I can almost see her deflate a little bit. Like, oh, I he, thought you were gonna like because yeah, I think she he wants doesn't him. Know I'm hitting on him. Yeah, right I'm now. trying to get him to like bet me a date. You know, and I'll act like I don't want to go, but I'm kind of. You know, I, I like how you call him dense. The the nice way of putting it there. It's I mean because he is he's not dumb. He's not. They're not even dumb. They're just unaware, you know? Yeah. That's partly what's endearing to them. They do a high five. Like, they do that same high five animation with Tracy when they say, let's go, Ghostbusters! And they, I love that animation. It is, like, again, it triggers something in my my child mind. But they hit each other's hands with such force that it knocks them back. Like, it's actually really good animation. It's very well right. choreographed. Yeah, I, that. I would definitely look up the song and that animation and the whole, like, bone room, whatever it's called, uh, like transformation sequence, all that stuff is worth watching, even if you don't check out the episode. I would say just to get the idea of what they're doing. I would second your saying, sir. I have two th- two last things on this this okay. show uh, <laughs> uh, before we get into our trivia and toys. Yeah. Okay. They do a next step. They did say next time on Ghostbusters, and they only show three scenes, but they're already becoming crazier than what we've already seen. First, it's a wizard and a tiny midget wizard talking right. to each other, yep. which I found out is Merlin and a tiny wizard named Fuddy. <laughs> I just looked that up later. There's a future purple woman who is a Ghostbuster who's killing a ghost, and then. They're at Stonehenge, and the Stonehenge rocks are being brought to life. Yeah, they come alive. (laughs) They come alive and attack the Ghostbusters. I want to see all of this. Yeah. Like, and how, I mean, but that's already, like, upping the ante of madness even more on this show. Finally, you've heard me say, like, ten times now, how many puns and funny (laughs) turns of phrase and jokes they have on this show. So you don't have to watch the entire show, because I guess you guys are lazy. Well, I mean, listen, DPTC fans are... Lazy. They're a little, little lazy, yeah. They're just, uh, if you like tunes, you like comedy, probably lazy. Yeah. Probably a bit of a slob, <laughs> you know? Probably not doing great in life. Probably don't have good relationships. You know, all these various probably things. Probably addicted to drugs. Yeah. Pro- oh. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair assumption. Okay. So, I have collected every ghost-related joke or pun that I could find in this one episode. So, for the next 20 minutes, you'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, it's not kid. quite that 18, long. Yeah. 18 minutes. <laughs> now to scare up some ghosts and a haunt quarters. You'll work out of this office. Ghost Command. Tell them to get their lazy bones down here. Now! This is the Skelevision. <laughs> Change your own channel, bub. I'm resting my transistors. <laughs> Just about finished my new haunt quarters. This is no movie. The Skelevision is showing us the future. Tracy, quick! Go wake up our fathers! Get your lazy bones downstairs, nana! This life isn't fit for a ghost! (laughs) Haunt Quarters is now open for business! He says Haunt Quarters so many times! (laughs) He is just obsessed with that Haunt Quarters. It's not fit for a ghost! ghost. You mean a robot? Yeah, (laughs) and it's not even a life if you're a robot or a ghost. I mean, that's the joke, but still. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they really were working overtime on those puns. Like, they must have had a pun division of Filmation just working on puns for each show Just alone. two guys. Cranking it out, yeah. man. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> two immigrants. Yeah, two, two, two guys, and they, they share one income. Absolutely. Like, they, and they, they argue over who came up with more puns that <laughs> yeah, quarter. Yeah. Two two foreign guys that just, you know, they just share one income and just sit in a room and just toss a tennis ball back with ideas. <laughs> That's it. That is Ghostbusters from Filmation. Mm. Highly recommended from me. Yes. Six out of five stars. Eight out of five for me. Oh, man. Uh, ten, I'm sorry. Go back. Ten out of... Two stars. 11 out of three. You know, we could do me. this. Okay. We could be at this for hours. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will say, definitely go check this out, guys. Like I said, you can find some awesome clips. Um, on the cast side of things, like a lot of these filmation shows, there's not a whole lot. This is the probably the first time that every cast, maybe, maybe it was He-Man too, but this is one of the first times that every cast member that I'm going to talk about has already been on a show we've covered before. So that makes this a very easy job for me. Yep. <laughs> Lou Scheimer played... Lou Scheimer, producer at Filmation, as we've talked about before, played Tracy the Gorilla, Sir Trancelot, Ansibone, and Skelevision. <laughs> Alan Oppenheimer, the voice of Skeletor, played Prime Evil, Captain Long John Scarecrow, and Fangster. And he also plays <laughs> Battle Cat, which is kind of similar to Fangster. You know? Right, so, yeah. Um, Patrick, here's the thing. Patrick Fraley played Jake Kong Jr. and Sr., Scared Stiff, Ghost Buggy. Okay. He also was on G.I. Joe Centurions. He was Krang and Casey Jones, amongst others, on TMNT. Man. And I knew I knew his voice when I when he was just playing the dad. He's Marshall Bravestar on Bravestar. He uses the exact same voice for Bravestar as he did for the dad in this. So we're gonna be seeing him later this month again, for yep. sure. Have to. I noticed this name or this voice right away. Peter Cullen, voice of Optimus Prime and Eeyore. Played Eddie Jr. and Sr. Great work, man. I mean, he sounded great as the dad. His voice definitely sounds different to me as the as the younger one. And uh, he also played Bratterat and the Haunter on this. Excellent work, Mr. Cullen. Yeah, bravo. Keep it up. Bravo. Just keep making movies and cartoons. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you're listening. Susan Blue. Yep. You're a huge fan of hers. Uh, played Belfry. She played Jessica Ray. She had parts on Jim and Transformers, and you were a huge fan of her work as J.B. McBride on Bravestar. Mm. Yes. You're going to come around on that one. I'm you are not, going to I'm come around on that one. Nope, not doing it. Finally, Linda Gary played Tila and the Sorceress on He-Man. Uh, she played Evil Lynn as well on that, and she was on Transformers. She played uh, Apparitia. And that's our cast. That's basically our cast for this episode. So all known quantities. Yeah, big time definitely, for sure. Man. Yes. Wow, all pros. Big time. Big time pros. Yes. And uh, you're a pro. I am. When it comes to... Life. Well, well, I mean, okay, not really life, but at least, at least toys. At least toys, dude. The toy aspect yeah, of life. I'll agree with that. Better check your watch. Your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better check that watch, you little sons of bitches. Oh, man. We're doing coming this. in hot today. <laughs> we're doing this toy time. Got mother, a hot take. You mother freakers. <laughs> you mother flappers. This is the part of the show where uh, I get some toy trivia and I test the boy Will over here. And it's just good times for everyone. <laughs> Is it really toy trivia? <laughs> it's it is trivial, I will say. Well, your mom's trivial. How about that? You know, I only do one of those per episode, buddy. So you better step it back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will. 
Mm-hmm. We have a vintage filmation mm-hmm. scare scooter. <laughs> <laughs> It is still in a box. That's not even a pun. It, <laughs> hey, like you said earlier, you just you, you put a scary you, word in yeah, front of it. Scary, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it at least follows that. Yeah, it does. This is like new. And once again, man, keep, isn't it what pristine package? Pristine package. Okay, it's so a PP. Yeah. yeah, PP rating. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again, man. So everything filmation is worth a pretty good amount of dollar. So you can definitely guess a little higher. I'm giving you some more tokens, a if you will. pristine scare scooter. Yep. Well, kiss my grits. I'm going to say it's worth $130. You would say something like that, Willicus. I did guess? say that. I did yeah, say you that. did. Okay, you actually did. All right, man. So you can get a scare scooter. And it looks like, to me, uh, on the package... The uh, the wolf is driving this, so this is this so is this a, a bad guy. It's a vehicle. bad guy mobile, yeah. Because you drive around on it and scare people, <laughs> like down on the <laughs> at Muscle Beach, you're driving past people going, nah. yeah, just yeah. scaring them <laughs> and scootering. Tell me the answer. Oh, sorry, uh, three hundred and fifty dollars, Papacita. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, I was off. I didn't win that. You one. were off, but you know what? It didn't go over. And I'm the only one playing, so I win. Yeah, yeah definitely. There you go. I don't have a toy for you, though. Like, if you win, like, I don't have nothing. Okay. I didn't earn it. All right, cool. Just I didn't sure. feel like I earned it, so that's okay. Yeah, just making sure. All right, man. Prime Evil. Yes. Yes. The man himself. The man himself, All right, man. tell me about his condition. He's a robot. How There's, are his uh, gears and his uh, transistors and everything? This is definitely a pristine package. Oh, Package. <laughs> they, they Are just... they usually not? <laughs> definitely, you're definite about this one, no, but definite. not the other ones. Well, this one, this one shows a white glove actually holding the the clear box. <laughs> oh my god! So they won't even <laughs> handle the box. <laughs> yeah, this is real. And who knows? This could even be like a fake hand, like the, someone's holding like it's a, a model hand. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. man, it's a mannequin arm. Okay, we got Primeval. We got a full robot in its packaging. A robot and a ghost. A robot wizard god, ghost. Yeah, uh, Egyptian comedian all that. musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Egyptian. <laughs> you, now you're trying to you're trying to appeal to me. I can tell. Like if you want to sell me something on eBay, just put Egypt on it, and I'll be there. Yeah. Okay, so Primeval, pristine package. Eighty six. I'm gonna say, man, that thing was three hundred bucks. So let's say 300 bucks. Mm, you would say something like that, wouldn't you? Travis, I just said that. Well, with free shipping, Will, you can get Prime Evil for $699.99. Again, why the 99 cents? <laughs> just say $700. Yeah, right. They just don't want to say seven. They want to yeah. appeal to your, it, your stupidity by making you think, oh, it's only 600 and something. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well... I don't. I wouldn't pay that much. I'm sorry, man. That's crazy. I didn't really think that these would be quite as high, but they looked good when I saw pictures of them. Yep. I they, never had. I really would love even a loose uh, primeval or anything like that. If someone wants to send me a Tracy or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. A character that I guess will show up later on in the uh, in the uh, the duration of this filmation um, show here. <laughs> uh, it's a vintage fib face. Yeah, I read that name. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 I guess it's a. Does he change faces? It looks like it's a little woman with two faces because she's definitely wearing a skirt. They love two faces and two heads over there yeah, at Filmation, right? don't they? Um, <laughs> well, it's an easy way for them to double the the, the yeah. template. <laughs> uh, pristine. Yep, pristine package, buddy. Okay, PP, PP. I'm gonna go for four hundred on this one. Wow, interesting. You you went up. Yeah. Well, because the last one was seven hundred. Okay. Yeah. All right. But that was a main character. 
Oh, shit. What happened? No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Uh, you can get one of these for $525. Okay. Getting closer. <laughs> All right, man. Last but not least. Last but not least, well, is, is a vintage Filmation Ghostbusters ghost buggy. Oh, yes. Rare. Does with box. So so I guess. Not in box, but with box. With box. Yeah. Not pristine yeah, package. It, it, it's all shown outside the box. So it's, it, it might still be a pristine package, but it's not sealed. It's just one P. Yeah. It's packaged. Yeah, just one P rating. Yeah. Oh, man. Rated P for perfunctory. <laughs> Rated P for poor. Right. Oh, man. I'm going to. So uh, let's go back down to like 200. Okay. Let's do it. Right, okay, we're doing it right now. Are you following me? Will, you can get one of these for $399 and 99 cents. Nice. Yeah, buddy. I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want it if it's not PP. I mean, that makes sense. I would sell that kind of bucks out for PP, but not for P. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you, man. I'm a P guy. And that concludes uh, my toy. And that concludes my toy corner. I think I might, if I get my hands, I'm not even like, I'm not going to pay for something that's um, expensive, like (laughs) that's in the package. But if I can find maybe like one toy for relatively cheap, that's a loose one from each of these tunes. Yeah. I think I should do that and get a lineup, you know, get a little collection going just in honor of the show. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You know what? I'm on the, uh, I'm on the opposite end of your decision here. You're going to get every toy for a lot of money. No, no. I would like to get one. Like, really, really pick out one toy that's expensive and just own that one pristine just package. Just own the shit out yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just own it hard. It's got to be a double P rating, though, for me. I can see that. Yeah, you're you're definitely a P guy. <laughs> Sometimes a PP guy. Okay. Now, I forgot to share a little bit of trivia earlier that really has to be shared before my su- my super secret surprise okay. that I have for you. All right. Um, th- this tickled me to no end. Well, one of them more than the other. The lesser piece is that... <laughs> both ends just straight Both ends tickled, are tickling. Huh? Yeah, you can tickle me with either side of this one. Okay. Okay, so one is that filmation... For, there's a vampire character that show, probably just Dracula, <laughs> that shows up at some point. They use the character design and animation from a prior show of theirs called the Groovin' Ghoulies that had a bunch of monsters in it to have the animation for the vampire. So they straight up used animation from another show they'd already <laughs> shown for this vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great job, guys. And this one is what got me. Lou himself got a phone call from an angry viewer during the run of the show because someone, an African-American man, called him and was angry because he thought that they had turned Winston into an ape on the show because he conflated the two different Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wowzers, man. What a, how, he couldn't even convince him like on the phone really that he was wrong. Like he tried to explain and it didn't go well. So the guy just left angry. (laughs) He's like, no, listen, it was a live action show from 19. It was played by a white man. And then there's a black man in this other. Yeah. I mean, it's so convoluted. So Bob Burns trained him, parenthesis fingers. Yeah. (laughs) On the real Ghostbusters. (laughs) I just, I mean, what a, that's like a Larry David uh, Kirby enthusiasm type situation to get into, man. I, I would love to have heard that conversation. Lou, Lou and those zany stories over there at Filmation Studios. He gets Studios. confronted with some people you yeah. know, along the way. Yeah. All right. And finally, this, oh, is, a, man, this is a surprise this. to Travis. Yes. Uh, it's not a surprise to me because I've been working on it for a couple of days, but uh, I want you, you guys. You hit you in the head so you are surprised with it? Or no? Mm, you good? We'll talk about it later. Okay. I want to, to share with you, uh, I have a tendency to hear 
where songs are similar to each other. <laughs> it's sometimes it's a bitch. A good friend and I, a friend of mine, Daniel and I, kind of poop on everybody's parade when they write a song because we're like, oh yeah, it reminds me of blah blah blah, and then like, oh great, now I don't want to play this song anymore. But it helps when you're doing little things like this. I was listening to this theme, and I love the theme song to this show so much. And I realized what it reminded me of. So in one speaker, you will have the Ghostbusters theme. All right. On your, on, I believe on the left side of your headphones, oh, if they're right, or your speakers at home. <laughs> on one side, it's the Ghostbusters theme. On the other side, you will have another song. So you can compare them. Wow. <laughs> Bastard. Watch out, boy, she'll haunt your house. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why you're singing that. I've been singing that all day long. I had to do a little bit of tweaking because they are in a slightly different, uh, close keys, but not exactly the same key, not exactly the same speed, tempo. Yeah. Uh, who, who but, was, which one was faster? Filmation? Maybe filmation. I don't remember at this point. It's 50 yeah. 50. Yeah, it's, it's, look, they're ha- it's about halfway between the two. One of them and just end it, Trav. But it really was not a, a, a long walk for sure. Um, but I've been singing both songs all week now, and I'm very, very happy with putting them together. It makes me happy. Just makes me, this show makes me happy. It brings laughter and joy to the world. It's a good Thank mashup. you, Lou. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thought you might enjoy that. I did a lot. Surprise. Good, good poker face, too, yeah. when I brought that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Guys, we're wrapping it up over here at the DPTC studio. Um, I'm going to implore you to do these following things. Reach out to us in the following ways. Do it. On Twitter, at DPTuneCast. On email, DPTuneCast at gmail.com. On Facebook, join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash DPTuneCast. Write us, contact us, subscribe, rate and review. Please retweet and share with all all your buddies, all the people you love the most. They want in on this thing, man. It's happening. It's going down. We're here. <laughs> it's going down. It's arrived. Yeah. Travis, tell me about the show that you have. You know what, It's not this one. It's not. Yeah, it's not Don't this one. Don't tell me about the Dave's Best TuneCast. I know about that. <laughs> Will, Mm -hmm. I do a little true crime podcast called Nature the Beast. It's with Brandon and Catherine. It's great. It's everywhere the podcasts are found, and you should check it out. It's true crime with a twist. Guys, all I have to say about that is get it, get it, get it. It's good. Oh, get it, get it, get it. It's good. What? Get it, get it, get it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. By the way, next week. Yeah, we have uh, at least one show, but I think two coming your way. Oh, a couple of special filmation February shows. One of which we're going to keep a secret for now, but the other one next week we're going to have back on the show. Catherine Couch, Cat Couch from Nature of the Beast, will be yes. joining us to discuss Shira, Princess of Power. 
He-Man's twin sister herself. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Cat is awesome, and she's going to bring a good time with her. Tutor my duter, yeah, guys. Tutor my duter. See you next time. Peace.